Hello and welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam and joining me today is... Jacob. And Tom. Um, for those unfamiliar with Jacob, that isn't a surprise because he's never been on the podcast before, but he's one of the UCAR staff members. Um, he covers a lot of the uh, vintage style shows for us, although he's no stranger to, to the modern military as well. Um, and he's come on the show this week to talk to us about Flying Legends. He's actually written the review for our website, which is for airshows.co.uk, which is uh, online now already, I think. Um, so you can go and read that after the after you've listened. But he's going to talk to us today about Flying Legends. But he was also at Riyadh, which all of us were at, and we're going to talk about that first. So this is our, our first post-Riyadh podcast episode, first Riyadh 2023 podcast episode, um, so we're going to give the show a review and see if it chimes in with, with, with what you think as well. Um, so Tom, you have written the review this year, um, yeah. which isn't out yet. Hopefully it should be out by the time the podcast goes out maybe, but why don't you take us away with your thoughts on Riot 2023? Uh, where to start and how long have you got? Um, there, there's so much to unpack, so I'm not going to go through all of it, um, one thing I was thinking about throughout the whole weekend was how uh, not just the sort of the flight, yeah, the actual participants, which we can talk about um, later, but it might be worth getting the security question out of the way. Um, I wonder how you guys found the beefed up security because um, I didn't find it too bad. But then a, because I was free at, I was just in the um, in the early priority queue, so I didn't really, luckily, have much to argue with even that it was slightly more delayed than than last year and years previous but it didn't uh it didn't sort of feel any you know, significantly different um but then obviously we heard all of the horror stories about you know massive queues as as the you know tens of thousands of members of public started to come in later on during the show days what did you guys think about the security um i only had general admission tickets um for the show but yeah not too much of a delay compared to previous years and then, then obviously if it's you know for a good cause to increase the security that's needed for a show then then so be it i think what it time, wasn't too bad for me personally what time are you arriving at the show uh just as yeah so about half an hour to an hour before gate open so okay yeah so sure. but, up, what was but, that six six thirty ish when's yeah. the no, yeah, gate open at seven thirty or something yeah, yeah so it's, it's about then seven, by the time, so yeah. probably was about the same as me i mean i i was well, all three days was was joining. I mean, Friday doesn't really count because no one went on Friday, so you just sort of breezed in. Um, <laughs> but certainly on Saturday, which was obviously the busiest of the days, I got there at oh, I can't I don't know what time, probably a similar time. But then was joining the free at queue at Blue, um, which lets you in. They basically start queuing the free at queue up first before letting the non free at members join the back join the back of the free at queue, basically. Yeah, and so being there, doors open as as you tend to anyway. Um, most of us, I imagine, get there pretty early on. Didn't really notice any difference because there were only a you know half a dozen people in front of mm. in front of us anyway. Mm. So you wouldn't have noticed that level of of you know delay in it. But there were horror stories that came out. I mean, there even mm. within our our group chat, there are two or three people, maybe couple who did get there later on, who weren't there at doors open, they were talking about long delays. 
But then you heard horror stories about queues, like foot queues stretching out onto the road Mm. and people taking two or three hours to get through. So while I think we were largely unaffected, it did seem like those problems that we predicted kind of came true. (laughs) And and it's difficult to speak to it because we weren't involved. But then, yeah, I mean, those, you know, people do sort of exaggerate a little bit about traffic or queues or something but there were so many that there, there's clearly an issue there um but also i tell you what i did notice is how irrelevant that um the you know the tents had hold luggage hand luggage no luggage that just went completely out the window that wasn't actually i thought that wasn't actually a bad idea but i thought you're going to need bodies there to police that and then, and then there wasn't there was you know and it's as we were saying you know a couple of weeks before the show or a week before the show for, with a policy like that you you just need people, and um, if they're gonna if they're gonna crack on with that next year, fine. You know, if there's a, if the, you know if it's deemed to be a higher risk on a security point of view, no one's got any problem with that. But then you know you you need to accommodate it, and you need to properly accommodate it rather than and and all the social media posts in the world don't you know you, if you say or oh, you know think about what you're bringing to the air show. Every single member of family. That's if they see it, you know. Not everyone's glued to React Socials like we are. Uh, that's yeah, you know, members of the public with their carts and their windbreaks and stuff. Even if they do see it, all they're going to think is, "Oh, well, I'm going to take take all my stuff." That's for the other hundred and fifty thousand people that day to to you know to to not take stuff. So, um, I don't think it's fair to say it was a failure, but it had teething problems. But they were predictable teething problems, um, and that's why some people could be legitimate in their frustration i think um because it wouldn't have taken much to to work out that you just need but you need bigger tents you need more people and and that's it and then on the on the sunday i was way through i didn't have any search at all i, I don't know if that was because they, they realized there was chaos and but then if that's the case that just made the entire experience redundant and the one thing you don't do when you're in that situation is then just go oh, stuff it you know oh we've we, that's a redundant policy because then it just makes the the whole experience that people have had even worse because they didn't have to have gone through it in the first place you know either there's a security threat in which case you know yeah, you know, tough shit basically you have to queue and we have to search these bags or there's not an increased security threat and they can wave one in three people through which is it um so some more thought needs to be put behind that policy but um it's, it's, it strikes not being too cynical, but it strikes me as being one of those ones that was made behind a desk, so that you know, um, however many people that were involved can have their backs covered if something were to uh, were to materialise. Again, not necessarily a bad thing, but you can't sign something off like that and then not take measures, you know, to to, to implement it properly. So it's not a failure, but certainly needs work on next year. Um, so Tom and I were both free at members, which comes with its own experience, which I think, you know, we, we tend not to cover in the reviews just because it's not the show itself. It's, it's a particular enclosure, but what was the general admission experience like this year? Did you find it? I mean, how did it compare with previous years? Um, yeah, we, personally, I don't so think there's, what, what, yeah, what days were you there? First of all, so mm. Thursday, Friday and Sunday. Okay. So I'll yeah, talk about the Friday and the Sunday, but probably ignore the Friday, obviously, because of the weather. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Sunday, um, because I was coming back from Flying Legends, so coming from the north, um, I arrived at Green. Um, it's a little bit different to where I normally come from, come mm-hmm. from the south and park in blue. Um, 
but I've, I have read that obviously green is a little bit quieter than some of the other zones in React typically. Um, didn't really find that to be the case, was pretty busy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But actually once I was kind of into the showground, kind of there was plenty of space in the crowd line kind of towards the um, east edge of green where it kind of joins blue. Um, mm. So yeah, in terms of kind of having us on the crowd line, there's plenty of space. Okay. We were kind of having, bringing anything else, tent for the family or whatever. Again, plenty of space on the kind of grass area there. Um, I think there's some comments about potentially the lack of kind of food choices as well, which, yeah, mm -hmm. which I found. Um, so I think that was kind of potentially a slight, slight difference to previous years. But on the whole, yeah, I thought it was yeah, mm. a pleasant experience, actually, yeah, in, okay. in, in the green zone. So it's amazing how how quieter the experience can be. Well, I, well from my free free at years um when you just get away from the throng of the center of the crowd line you can you can you know not so much at the eastern end or the yellow end or the red end whichever it is but certainly down the west end down the green end you can you can get acres and acres of real estate given the hangar construction as well um it is actually one of the more photogenic mm. places to be um if 09 uh, sorry yeah if runway 09 is in use rather than 27 for whatever reason it's probably actually a really nice photogenic place to be um for for general admission ticket holders mm. yeah and that was yeah that was actually yeah, my plan as well obviously that kind of blue zone is kind of doesn't really matter anymore to me personally for those kind of landing or takeoff shots because of the mm. background like you say tom so mm. um yeah i think green's a lot a lot better for that now i think a lot of people have done that and i think the the live aircraft that they park at green as well can allow for some interesting shots um, well you would have got some decent ones for the, for helicopters that were parked down there right i imagine oh yeah i was slightly more towards towards the blue end so yeah oh, no, right, I, okay. I didn't actually yeah <laughs> it wasn't that for that that close to the parked area unfortunately um flying or static highlights for you jacob um i think that was that 45 minute period or so on the sunday where you had the me262 the b52 getting airborne <laughs> um the german tonkus um I think yeah, that was that was definitely it for me. Just a man Harry, I think, in yeah. that somewhere as well thrown in. <laughs> Practically a show for the night. Well, ME two six two notwithstanding, but is it? Yeah. By the way, is it? Do you reckon ME two six two or ME two six two? Because I'm sure I heard Ben call it the ME two six two, and he, he called it the ME two six two. And it's it's interesting because the comparison obviously there is with the sort of Soviet designation. Yeah, exactly. Where I was you going, and I yeah. absolutely fly the flag for the it's <laughs> me, not MI, and Sue, not SU, and all of that. But when it comes to German ones, you theoretically you you would think that the same rules would apply, except you can't for BF or HS or you know a whole bunch of others. Um, but then the, you do want to say sort of U eighty eight and mm. it's because of the, the non one eleven and stuff like that. But the non capitalized letter, isn't it? Then you can't, it's... yeah, because yeah. the non capitalized. But then you can't yeah. go, you know, for one ninety. Boof 109. Yeah, Boof 109. So I, I tend to gravitate to um, just saying the letters out. So I would say ME262. Mm. Um, mm. And I was a little bit surprised and dare I say disappointed in Ben Donnell. Um, <laughs> unless, he, unless he knows that it was genuinely called, you know, a me, maybe. not an ME, I don't know. But um, yeah, that was, a, that was a sensational participant. Actually, I thought, you know, I thought its display at Riyadh, given the extent of the crowd line and how I know it's a replica, but how relatively underpowered it is yeah. um, for for an aircraft. I thought its display would be um, worse than it was. Not not worse in like a, a negative sense, just in terms of what it could do. I thought it would be quite far away, quite you know, sort of 
Actually, um, I, I'd be interested to know, but... and the numbers are obviously out there, and I haven't looked them up because it's only just occurred to me, but how much, what the power level is on this one with the, the engines that it has compared to what it obviously would have had with an original UMO 002 or whatever they were. Um, I'm sure I read something about I was because it, it was at Zelda last year, and I remember reading yeah. up about this this replica, and I'm sure there is some sort of comparison Okay. Um, explaining what it what it can do that that the original couldn't do, and, and okay. some some characteristics, vice versa. But I can't remember what it was. But um, yeah, I was interested how it managed to get pretty close relatively and, mm-hmm. and actually perform a, a really decent um, display. You know how some warbirds really struggle; they have to go wings level halfway because they can't you know, extend it without you know risking <laughs> turning over the over the top yeah. of the uh, of the crowd line but um so i was really pleasantly surprised how how good it actually was um i didn't set my expectations high because you don't need to it's a it's an me 262 me 260 whatever um it's a 262 in the uk skies which is bloody awesome you know it didn't need to be uh, some boom and zoom river popping display but actually yeah absolutely. i decent, really rated that so yeah pleasantly surprised yeah really really yeah, cool participant. yeah it was a shame we didn't get to see it in the air with the lost the meteor unfortunately i yeah. think that would have been a, obviously mm. a nice comparison of kind of similar designs from a similar era mm. Mm. i think that, that that would have been an absolute highlight and and I, I don't know how often that's ever been done before maybe somewhere in the states maybe somewhere else um i don't know would would that have been a you know world first since the forties or something like that? Yeah, not that I know of. I don't think how many airworthy meteors are there in the US off the top of your head. There's the T seven is the only one I can think. Yeah, of. Yeah, I can only think of that one. So yeah, probably would have been the first time since yeah since nineteen forty five or so whatever. Yeah, and even the replica two six twos that are around, you know, they're they're not um sort of routinely around you know i mean right. even this airbus one i mean it's it's sort of around on the european circuit now but it's not it, it has been quite shy traditionally so mm. yeah opportunities for that um so that is a great shame and another um, um one of the things that you you really touched on in your your written review tom was the um sort of the other not well i guess it was a world first to some degree was the the ref f35b and spanish eav8 matador formation mm. pass formate mm. formation routine which was remarkable actually um for what it was when you consider that it's never really been done before yeah it, I, I tried to sort of i know that something happened in italy um and no one no one seems to have got a very good photo of it where a harrier was hovering and an f-35 did like a topside pass yeah. from the back of it or something and the video only really shows like the wing of it or something or like you know it's one frame or whatever um that was about you know two weeks before riyadh or a week before riyadh or something it was after the ami show in at pratica de Mare anyway i remember it being between yeah. those two um and yeah like two things the first is how have the u.s marines not thought it well maybe of course they haven't thought of it but you would have thought that the u.s marines would have <laughs> thought of something like that before um and maybe it has been done, you know, to some some generals or at a private event or something. But I'm certainly not aware of any footage or, or shots of that happening. And secondly, you know, we give the RAF um, a hard time. Enthusiasts give the RAF a hard time for sort of having a, 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 a you know 
that'll do attitude um most recently with the hercules special tale retirement but as i said in the review that will come out for 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 this occasion that didn't do and the raf did actually i mean how many opportunities would they have had to say no to that the initial idea the planning the negotiations with the spanish all of those phases Mm. i don't know did they even rehearse it well i don't know how much you do need to rehearse it it's just standard formation flying isn't it but um all of that, I they would have the had the opportunity the, to the hovering bit, but then there wasn't a rehearsal at the show, so no. And, I guess, and, and I guess where would they have done that? Professional military pilots, boat. they can probably work that kind of stuff out easily enough. But that was a really good. Yeah. I mean, that that's you know, um, and I sort of mentioned it in the review as well um, that the React gets a bit of stick for not having the uniqueness of some of the bigger european shows yeah and sort of you athens you know the greeks just chuck everything at it the dutch used to have that air power demo um when we were in denmark sam you know there was hercules popping off flares and an airfield attack mm. by 10 or so f-16s um and riats have sometimes fallen into a rut of you know, solo display, solo yeah. display, solo display, helicopter, solo, di- and they're all very good, but they're just, you know, it's just like the Belgian. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's the Belgian it, F sixteen. It's, 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 it's a, 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 a display program full of display acts and not. Yeah, and, and that's fine, but you can see all of those either together or piecemeal yeah. across at numerous European shows. So they're not inherently unique. They're unique, perhaps, to the UK, and even then, sometimes they're not. Um, but otherwise, you know, they and, and it, it can get a bit xyz is flying then abc then you know yep def um but where else really in europe are you going to see an raf f35b and an, an ea eav8b harrier fly and yep. not just flying a formation you know that's the other thing it could have been a like a thousand foot straight level pass and then a break no it was a it was a belting top, top side. side they put the in yeah when's the RAF absolutely incredible sides? yeah right you know, someone's had to tell them that the RAF yeah. have had to yeah. consider it, then say yes. Someone has had to tell and then them work this it is, up. This is this... what the photographers want. Yeah, well, and the, and the, the entire rest of the show, and it worked. Yeah. And you know what? That's what you know. You you log onto Instagram, and I tell you, these thousand foot pass, no one's sharing pictures of the B fifty two really, or that if they are, it's when it's crabbing and smashing all the runway lights. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that unique stuff. It's not. That's what that'll do. That's where it doesn't get you. Is just by the numbers and stuff. And you know what was even so, madder? Yeah. What? It wasn't RAF leading the formation. How many times <laughs> yeah, have we heard that the RAF that. have yeah, to yeah. be the ones leading it and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, true. I hadn't thought about that. But it, it, no, it, it, that was um, whoever... Uh, I mean, I probably have an idea of whoever was involved, but that that worked perfectly. I mean, the F-35 was bigger, so the Harrier in front made more sense yeah, yeah. because you got... You know, um, the the joint hovering, the nod to the VTOL, the fact that British crowds have an affinity with, yeah, huge affinity with the Harrier, um, and uh, that was a perfect, perfect moment. And the fact that it wasn't really, uh, was it announced or was that just happen? I mean, I don't think it. I just, it just, it just happened at the, the show. Yeah, it was on the on the like flying timetable that came in the programs and stuff. Yeah, um, fine, but, but like not. I don't think they pre- had ever announced it before the show. No absolutely and what a delight what an absolute delight you're just looking at that and you think wow that's a really cool unique moment yeah so that that was really really well done really uh really well done and it's always the simple ones that work the best yeah. i think so sorry i've been talking for a bit so I'll, no, that's uh... fine yeah. um, i mean i i would also point to something like the i think my 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 star of the flying in terms of 
as a highlight. I mean, there were some some absolutely incredible um, acts, you know, d- display acts there, like the the thing, my favourite, the one that I voted for in the As the Crow Flies was the Finnish Hornet, which was robbed by the free act <laughs> enclosure. Um, I thought that was one of the most phenomenal <laughs> fast jet displays I've ever seen. Like it was doing things that you would think C-35s do and not, you know, 40-year-old fighter jets. Um, absolutely insane performance. But I think my highlight just for in, in terms of being completely unique, completely just the, 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 the coolness factor of it. You know, when the, when the pilots were coming up with it and, and when the, the air arm offered it, just thinking, do you know, this, do you know what? this would be really cool was the Luftwaffe no, yeah. AAR demo routine. I mean, we, we, you sort of meant, touched on it before, but for what it was, you know, it, it could have just been an A400 with... I mean, for, for, first of all, an A400 refueling two tornadoes is mm. cool in and of, of itself because you've got mm. two fast jets mm. being refueled by a, a turboprop aircraft. But mm. it could have just been a pass and done. But it was the fact that he did the pass and then they did the quite mega topside pass and then they had obviously split off into the the buddy refueling which is in itself insanely rare i don't Mm. think yeah any of us had ever seen buddy refueling before i've seen pictures of the germans do it at when they were um deployed in um you know when they had a detachment of tornadoes in the u.s Mm. i can't remember what show it was and that was from about 2013 2014 Mm. i've not seen pictures the only um, pictures i've seen of it happening routinely are the french rafales Mm. normally at la ferte la haven't seen german tornadoes doing it in public for you know about 10 years and and for that photos of it think oh let's put that on very cool do two passes with that very cool and then also to finish it off with a wing swept fast pass from from another one of them was just it was brilliant it was a brilliant little set piece that every single bit of it was just like Mm. damn that's cool like Mm. really really awesome to see Mm. and the, the the credit to them for for an air arm that doesn't ever contribute anything to the flying display or barely ever to actually come out with a a full-on set piece routine like that that was imaginative and cool and i can't stress how cool it was <laughs> um brilliant brilliant stuff really really good and and i think the best part of the the sky tanker theme is it i mean there's something quite cool about that massive um is it a cobham refueling pod or that massive pod you know hanging beneath one of the tornadoes know, but whatever but it, but, it, but it was a huge right it's a huge yeah. huge pod or tank or whatever it was um but yeah it's interesting you know how um that sort of stuff materializes because obviously sky tanker was a theme of the show and so that had to be communicated to the germans whether or not the germans offered it or whether they were asked for it i don't know but um it's just really interesting how that comes across because again that that'll do attitude is oh we could just stick our a400 up with a pair of typhoons you know and or ef 2000s or just the a400 up and just just put hoses out the back you know yeah whatever um uh or nothing at all and just put it on the ground and put you know drag the hoses out along the ground i don't know um so i don't know there's there's something about that that's sort of gone behind the scenes and said yeah this would be really cool for the public i don't know whether they were asked or whether they suggested it whatever but i just love the 
the fourth the the forethought in doing yeah. that i think that was awesome so um, yeah something that we talked a, a bit about particularly you and i when we were we were sort of had a little wander i think it was the it was the sunday wasn't it um and we had our, our walk around um up at the green end and i wonder, wonder if you would agree with this jacob we we thought of the, a lot of the static particularly at the green end was it was half like super imaginative and half felt like kind of an afterthought yeah uh, i agree um i think obviously the kind of the area of the trees it's it's lovely the photography is meant to be lovely but the way they positioned the aircraft it wasn't ideal mm-hmm. um with the nose on yeah. yeah exactly yeah and the background in terms of the cones and the roads for the buses again not ideal so actually that kind of goes against all the effort they put into placing all the jets there um and the, i didn't even even though i came in through green on sunday i didn't even bother going further up to the um to the antonov of the polish casa it's just mm. just yeah just wasn't there appealing to be honest the, the way they're positioned it, it wasn't even just the positioning for me i mean we what we were saying was it there needs to be something in that area maybe around that little those few, few little buildings to actually draw people there because you look at as you say that polish casa i mean i i felt kind of bad for the crew because they put out this great big market stall of stuff that they put out <laughs> obviously quite hopeful and yet they were in arguably the worst position on the entire showground for anyone to come and visit um and the crews that get dumped there i i can imagine it must feel a bit rough because they've got miles to go to get to anywhere and then you know at, at their aircraft themselves they, they're getting the the absolute weakest part of the crowd coming in um and and the thing that felt like the biggest or two things really, but one in particular that felt like the biggest <sighs> mis- failure of, of the static was the Belgian SF-260, mm. which I I had genuinely forgotten about. It didn't help that it didn't come around the, the Western Loop on arrivals days, but mm. it was literally on the at the very very end of the showground. Like it was it was it was outside the public area, um, and if. It hadn't been for the fact that you had taken me up to see the Foss Dauphin. <laughs> I I wouldn't, and, and I think you even pointed it out to me because I would I didn't even realise that's what it was because it was in such a non-location that you yeah. you could have thought it wasn't. It was just not. And yet that for the enthusiast, it's one of the, the gems of the Static Park, like one of the rarest yeah, aeroplanes there. It's a proper and yeah. How that wasn't put, and it's only a small little plane, so they could have dragged it through anywhere. Put that either among the Italians, the quite good, very good Italian section. Or I would have put it in place of the Belgian F-16 that was next to the Italian Harriers. It's 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 limelight, I think, and instead it was. Or just the other side of the Turkish Phantom, if if, if you know space wasn't you know allowing. But um, yeah, it Turkish did Phantom? it did feel. Greek Phantom. Sorry, 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 Greek. Oh, gosh, it's been a long weekend. Um, Greek Phantom. Um, and yeah, it it was just sort of plonked there, and it was sort of plonked there alongside some of the other. Um, uh, smallest civil civil aircraft, mm. um, uh, and the, I think like the AA5 from memory, and so it, it just looked. Yeah, you know, when you're just glancing around, it just looked like a, you know, like another <laughs> bit of spam. You're like, yeah. Oh crap! You know, this yeah. is a Belgian SF260, which never <laughs> seems the last time. Yeah, scheme and... exactly that. Um, so Very it was a weird. bit weird. But then there was yeah, there does need to be something. I don't know how they. I don't know how they do it because the reason stuff's up there is that it's for the photographers, and so there's a way of sounding not ungrateful, but 
a bit sort of looking at, you know, if you give a dog a bone, you don't want to hear from the dog whether it tastes good or not. And th- there's an element of us just sort of Is whinging about something that I, I don't know. It, um, Bricktop says it in Snatch, so I'm, I'm taking that as a. <laughs> Uh, well, he my says dad. something similar. I can't my remember. Dad. I haven't watched it for a while. Um, my dad says it a lot. But the, the point is, is that, you know, we're, it, it sounds like, oh, you know, photographers have been asking for this bloody Western loop for ages. And then suddenly now they're complaining that it's not active. It's not that. It's photographically. It's brilliant. Yeah. You know, well, and even uh, then, that's not that 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 is that wouldn't even be the case because it was used last year and used fairly well last year. Yeah, well, they, I think last year the difference is they had the E4 just you know, parked where that Canadian C-130 was True. and the German A340 and the bigger aircraft up there. And I think the difference is people saw all those tails and they were like, oh, crap, yeah, look, there's a German A340. I've yeah, got to go sure. and see that. Um, whereas, you know, the Fosto fan and the yeah, the Canadian C-130 did it a little bit, but um, it, it, it was that sort of thing that didn't quite pull people around there. The, the, the Dauphin is a real enjoyer's item anyway, so... Yeah, true, true. But and you know, sometimes the public don't realise what they're looking at. But you do feel sorry for these crews, and you can understand why they fill out the surveys saying you know they don't like being put yeah. um, all the way at the western end. And I just wonder if something can be made of it. You know, there's that built-up area that's all cordoned off, and and there's lots of cars around there. But that you know, can stalls be put on there? You know, just trade stalls, sweet stalls, something like that. Mm. The reason I don't think people go down there is because a they're knackered because it's a it's a long way to walk. But b there's just you know there's there's more planes but for a, a general public who's yeah. you know taking a picture of their kid in front of a corporate golf stream who doesn't know you know a mesh smith from a milk float that's not a criticism but you know a lot of them don't they're just going to think oh do i want to walk all the way up there just to see yeah. more of these bloody planes that's I imagine you know a lot of the foot traffic going through that is people leaving at the end of the day yeah or arriving they're either not bothered to stop and look or arriving but in either case in which case they're not bothered to look and the crews won't be out at that point anymore or yeah. or yeah anyway yeah so I, I i'm not sure how they how they sort that out and it's i'm certainly not advocating for it to be closed because it is very good i just there were parts of it that just weren't well thought out well, but then there were parts it, of it they, they that... put stuff there because that gives them more space to put things so they'll always have stuff there yeah, but yeah i agree they need to make it more attractive and potentially you know who we don't know what we're talking about necessarily but here but you know make it better for the it's better experience for those crews that are, have been put there you know yeah whether they want to be or not yeah i i agree um maybe the corporate area can go up there and they can stick some chalets up there or something you know <laughs> if the pissed up <laughs> no but there does I, I think that does or even just like a like an archway that you know that that brands it you know welcome to fighter town and that you know yeah. people go oh yeah that's where the fighter jets are yeah brilliant enjoy you know or yeah it's something to that people can see when they're walking up past yeah. where the Italians were and they go, Oh look, there's something around there. Yeah. Cause you can't really see it around the trees. And a lot of people, you know, get tired and turn around. So, um, very interesting. Fair, but, the B-52 um, and a bunch of American stuff was down there this time. So people would have gone down that far cause people will obviously travel to the end of the earth to see anything American. Mm. But, um, I, I guess you still, it's still, even from where the B-52 was to where the Polish castle and the Antonov and all that stuff was, it's still it's quite distant. Quite long distance, still. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no denying it. There's a lot of mileage involved in Riyadh, and it's, it's, you know. I, I found it very weird. It, it was such a weird area because you had, as we said, you had the, the Dauphin and the SF260 and a few other bits that were just sort of looked like they'd been sort of dumped there. Yeah. But then you had the NATO MMU A330 with the two F6, two Typhoons and F16 behind it. 
in yeah. refueling positions, although they hadn't pulled the hoses out, I don't think. In fact, I don't think anything there had had its hoses or anything pulled out like I've seen in previous years. Um, or even mm. the boom extended and put on the ground like I've seen them do sometimes. Um, oh, cool. But then that was that was there, and that was a really cool little setup because, you know, how cool is that? They've, 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 it looks like it's refueling. But then mm. in a very odd location and side on to the Dutch stuff, which... Yeah. The Dutch stuff was kind of cool because it was the two F-16s yeah. and the two F-35s and their own little, you know, that was kind of kind of a nice, I regret, I didn't actually photograph that because when I, by the time I, I did get around there on all of the days, the light had just gone and I was, you know, and I got them on arrivals. But um, that was a nice, well thought little section, you know, showing, hey, look, Dutch is moving from F-16 to F-35. Yeah. I, I kind of I liked the thought in that. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I didn't like that either, but um, it, it, in itself wasn't it didn't wasn't particularly photographable it was because they were all nose on so it mm. was yeah um mm. and i i didn't i didn't make as much of that as i should have done and then on a on departures day they all just went stratospheric anyway so yeah they um, did yeah disappointingly for the for the dutch um <laughs> so i mean was it what the question we asked before the show and I think we sort of already made our minds up at that point anyway, was, was it a vintage, is, was it a vintage react? And I think we maybe unanimously decided that it wasn't a vintage show, vintage react. Jacob, what do you think? I think I agree with your review, Tom. I think it was a, definitely a classic because of, you know, what was there, the certain aspects like, mm. like the ones I've mentioned earlier for Tonkas, Harris and so on. Um, but yeah, not necessarily a vintage react. I would say because of the, I think some of the issues that kind of add up. Mm. But that's like saying, you know, Usain Bolt, you know, oh well, he's he's won a gold medal in the Olympics, but he didn't get a world record time this time. It's like you know, it's I still that's still a I win. Don't know if I would have put it at that level. Well, no, but that's what vintage is, isn't it? That you can have a, like a vintage react is is above the you know the the perfectly good enjoyable ones i would have thought i think in in because it has to be yeah. a cut above you can't yeah. discount things like the weather though like i will always look back on this year as one that had terrible weather and as a result that impacted my enjoyment of the show 100% it's entirely down to luck vintage you yeah. can have a you can the organizers can put on the best possible show that they can do and the weather can still take a big dump on it and unfortunately that's that's the the industry and the business they're in yeah. there's, there's not much you can do to get around that credit does have to go to uh the pilots on the friday who in some of the most torrential weather i mean <laughs> like this, i got back and i was i was soaked to my core like i my lungs felt sodden <laughs> um and yet there were pilots going up and displaying in in yeah. that weather <laughs> i mean who was watching it we were all in the free out tent but you know obviously mm. all the families lined on the soldiering on on the crowd line um so credit has to go to them and and to everyone yeah, who, who still managed definitely. to put stuff on on the friday on what was just biblical weather i mean it was awful mm. um but let's move on to the other show that was bafflingly on the same weekend um Jacob, how long did it take you to drive from RAF Fairford to Church Fenton in Yorkshire? So, three hours. Cool. <laughs> okay. That sounds um, fun. Honestly, if not, you think about the, the distance, worst, yeah, not the, not the worst, but definitely yeah, not as close as Duxford used to yeah, be sure. from, from Fairford, <laughs> yeah. if anyone's kind of doing legends um, on the same weekend as, as Riyadh before. Um, but yeah, obviously coming back after a four-year absence, 
and then picking the same weekend it's not ideal <laughs> mm. uh, obviously uh, especially considering how late they announced the show i think mm. it was what february this year yes, I think yeah so. obviously by that there, time yeah. yeah by that time everyone's kind of got their react tickets and accommodation booked and so on so i think the attendance potentially wasn't um what they would have liked but i think they probably would have expected it as well and kind of planned for a slightly smaller kind of legends this year did did it feel like a a small crowd then um at this um in the morning especially because of the weather i think people hiding in the cars um but i think kind of like i alluded to in my um review like the Mm. flight line one flight line walk and so on and then Mm. they were quite busy um but i think that's also part of the reason because obviously church fenton is a smaller venue so just you have thousands of people gathered in a kind of smaller area than at duxford so i think yeah, yeah, I don't have any kind of official attendance figures or anything, but I think they probably would have expected a slightly smaller show just to test the water and so on for this year. Do you think what lessons do you think they need to learn? What what are the most important lessons do you think they need to learn for Legends next year at, at that venue? I think to be fair, I think it was it was a success. I think you know there wasn't any kind of issues with the car parking that I've read or heard about. Um, so mm. I think that was kind of what people were worried about mostly before the show. But I think mm. yeah, mm. car parks were fine. Um, but I think the main thing is the showground. Um, I don't know if you guys have um, read anything, but um, it was split in the middle. Is this yeah, the north-south north south divide? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very weird. Um, so, so, so what? Because I, I was trying to visualise this yeah. when I was reading your review. What, what actually? Like, I, I don't know. Put it in in terms for an idiot like me to understand. So, yeah. I'm still quite, I still don't so, quite get yeah, it. You have, you and, have and bear in mind, this is, this is an yeah. audio medium <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah yeah hand signals <laughs> um so you have the north car park and the south car park and they link to the north and the south area of the showground mm-hmm. um and separating the north and the south area of the showground you have the control tower um that's linked to the vip sky lounge enclosure um mm-hmm. behind the enclosure you've got some sort of weird kind of sports car dealership um and that had a couple of security guards around in like a roped off area no it's a permanent building right, okay. on the site yeah um but there was a kind of a excessively kind of roped off roped off area around the sh- that mm-hmm. section as well which yeah meant it really took you know took like five minutes to get from one into the other when in reality it should have taken like a minute at mm-hmm. tops mm-hmm. um so yeah there's only traders on one side of in like, only in the north village so if you're in the south village and you want to go see the traders that's you know five six seven minute walk right um and again, vice versa, the hangars are in the South Village. So if there's anything interesting parked near those, then again, you have to go all the way around the middle section, which was, yeah, very annoying. Yeah. Um, especially when I kind of wanted to see what the flying was like from um, from both the North and the South side, just to compare um, for the review. So, mm. yeah, I think that's, I'm not sure if anything can be done for that about well, that next year. Because it obviously, did, it, did, it look, yeah. did it look fixable? Probably, probably not. Because right. if they want to keep the sky sky lounge enclosure there, there's probably not much they can do, in all honesty. Um, but the view of the flying display was it was good from wherever you were in the showground, sure. so I think that's 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 a positive. Okay. I mean... Photographically, how how was it with the light? Sorry, Sam. I think the runway orientation is exactly the same as at Duxford, so you've got Fine. similar issues kind of yeah. at the beginning of the day, but then later on in the evening gets better. Okay. Is is there? I mean, sort of dodgy touchy subject is there a, a naughty field to speak of did you did you see people on the other side uh no so i think the only kind of potential place would be the south car park which is um right. become sterile during the flying okay. display 
Um, but yeah, nothing kind of I looked at any kind of any other local roads. I think I drove past and they all had security guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and it looks it looks it, sorry Sam, it looks like there's that kind of a nice wooded background as well behind. Is that yeah, across the whole that, side, yeah. or is that just a patch? That's you say just... that's just a small patch, and oh, actually okay. the runway, <laughs> the runway is actually quite far away from the crowd line as well. Oh really? Um, for photography, yeah, a little bit further than a ducks would actually, if you're kind of in at the M11 end or at the tank bank. Um, mm. So yeah, although you've got that kind of nice wooded background, it doesn't actually. It's not that practical in terms mm. of kind of focal length and so on for photography. Shame. Um, and actually, that's part of a spectacle that I thought was missing in terms of kind of the takeoffs of the landings when they're landing on kind of whatever on they what that was on the day. They were really far away, actually. You can barely see the landings. Um, really? Takeoffs a little bit better, yeah. but again, nothing compared to kind of a tank bank when they're kind of taking off um, kind of over the top of you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the curved yeah. display line, like I say, you know, to keep going back to that because that was kind of the main kind of major positive for the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. In terms of your top sides and and yeah. utilizing it sort of shuttleworth style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The top sides and obviously just kind of how close they came compared to if somewhere okay. at Duxford. If you're kind of watching them do aerobatics half a mile away from the airfield over the fields on the other side of the runway. Yeah. So what 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 was there? Because I having never needed to, because obviously I've had React locked in, you know, since this time last year. Um, what was there? Like I haven't I haven't paid attention to it at all. So I think, obviously, except the kind of typical warbirds you'd see at Sywell or Duxford or the Sywell-based mm. ones, um, and TFC's fleet, obviously, the warbirds from abroad. So you had the classic formation, which were booked to attend, but never came. Okay. Not sure why. Um, you had the flying bulls, which I thought was one of the best displays of the day. Um, what, sorry? They were flying bulls. Okay, yeah. The Red Bull team, yeah. So was that the um, P-38, B-25, and um, Corsair? Yeah, again, their Corsair was booked and listed on the website, but that never came. So oh, we just it, uh... had the pairs, yeah, we just had the pairs display for the Mitchell and the Lightning. Um, but yeah, probably the best Lightning display I've seen in my life really? so far, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. just okay. so close. Excellent. Yeah, wow. Lovely to see it, yeah. Um, what else was there? So and then you had the uh, French-based um, Corsair from the Korean War Night Fighter scheme um, from, I think, um, the Salis collection. Yeah. Um, I think it's been before. Um, and then the debut of the um, recently restored um, Spit Mark 14. Um, again, French mm. um, French um, based RM927, I believe. Um, so that was nice to see, although that only took part in the kind of opening Spitfire formation. So it didn't really, we didn't really get to see it kind of on its in its own display slot. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a foreign based contingent of the um, mm. aircraft that was there. Um, and the Horseman, which yeah, didn't display unfortunately on the weekend. So Berlin Express still hasn't officially done an UK display since <laughs> it's, it's funny, I, I mentioned that before that the, the first time I've ever seen Berlin Express is in Italy, of all places, and having never seen it. <laughs> well, I, I've have, well, actually I have seen it in sort of the semi-built condition, but in in the UK, like having never seen it display, never seen it because it was down to do Riyadh, wasn't it, 2017? But it had its canopy explosion. Um, mm. you, you put something in your review about them flying after the show yeah yeah that's right so on sunday um for some reason they yeah they did a display i think it was half seven in the evening um i think just as soon as the showground closed and i've seen some pictures on social media um people being asked to kind of leave the showground but then taking pictures of a display from the car park so yeah i'm not sure what that was all about um just yeah 
doesn't kind of look good if, no, <laughs> if you're there like you've got a ticket to see corporate them corporate event or yeah, not corporate event but you know yeah. Uh, yeah yeah probably in the best light of the day as well on that oh, kind of yeah, time, time yeah but it looked like i mean it, looking through the photos it does look like a, a good old lineup um and most of the photos have a decent looking background to be fair um yeah, I think yeah, we got lucky with the weather on on Saturday. Um, obviously Sunday saw the kind of a fuller flying program because of okay. the weather on Saturday. We didn't really see much. Wind, yeah. Mm, but, yeah. Mm. Um, but I think yeah, it was actually really good show. I think comparing it to the 2019 Legends, which I also reviewed, um, I think it was probably a little bit better actually in terms of kind of what was there. Mm. Oh really? Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. That bodes well that's, then. That's what I was going to ask. Was um, certainly in terms of lineup, but in general. Because bear in mind that I've never been to a Legends, a Flying Legends before, so I have no experience on which to base it. Um, but to me, Flying Legends and Duxford were completely intertwined. One was the other, and the other was the other one. And it, it, Flying Legends, to, somebody say Flying Legends to me, certainly before, obviously before now, um, it, it, it was a show that was so ideally suited to Duxford and then to have a flying legend somewhere else um did it feel like a flying legend show did it feel like the famous you know globally famous flying legends warbird air show despite being in this different location in all honesty probably not really <laughs> um yeah i think that atmosphere was missing because you're obviously at just a you know, obviously RF Church Fenton, it's got its own history and so on, but it doesn't kind of have that same atmosphere as Duxford, mm. where you kind of have all those historic hangars full of museum aircraft. Mm. Um, you're parking amongst the kind of um, the buildings in which kind of the crews and the engineers and whoever else would have actually, you know, stayed and lived in. Yeah. So in terms of kind of the actual atmosphere, the layout, it, yeah, it was definitely lacking. Um, obviously, can't do anything about that, unfortunately. Mm. Um and yeah, it definitely didn't feel like as kind of as flying legends would do at Duxford, mm. um, where you kind of arrive, you have that excitement and so on. Um, so yeah, that was definitely missing. But I think it's obviously it's good overall that the show did manage to come back after a four-year absence, albeit yeah, exactly that. It seems like it was properly on the ropes for a while. Well, I say on the ropes. I mean, it, it, it oh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think the fact that a safe and successful um show and one that wasn't just reliant on um you know uk based warbirds mm. or something you know at like they a cosby level some of the rate yeah e- exactly that you know um i and I, I think had you said the same thing to all of us last year that this would have happened um by now i think a lot of us would have gone oh really all right steady on how much have you had to drink so um i think that you know sounds to me like it bodes pretty well for the future is there, is there the- room to expand does it feel like I'm a show not, that can grow? I'm not sure, to be honest, because in terms of kind of looking at the flight line walk um, on Saturday, it, was, it looked pretty full to me, really? to be honest. So I'm not sure where else they could, for example, B-17 Sally B, that wasn't booked to appear. Mm. Um, Catalina, mm. that wasn't booked to appear. If they are mm. booked for future future Frank Legends air shows at, at Church Fenton, I'm not sure where they would park them, yeah. whether they would be coming in from somewhere else, whether they'd be parked away from the crowd. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure whether how much they can actually expand the show by mm-hmm. um obviously they can book more fighters and so on i'm sure there'll always be space for those but in terms of some of the heavies that's that'll be an issue potentially yeah. um mm. and in terms of the actual 
showground, the car parks, I'm not sure how many visitors they can actually handle compared to Duxford. Have they announced um, next year's dates? Uh, not officially, no. Um, be interesting think, to see if they yeah. conflict again. I mean, when you uh, say think... not officially. <laughs> yeah, I think they've alluded to in the Commons that they will, there will be a show next year. And I think, okay. again, I think they're hoping there'll be a weekend before Riyadh. Right. Um, but again, I'm yeah. not sure why it even has to be in July, to be honest. Well, we so, said well, before, quite, didn't we? There's, there's there, nothing yeah. in August in the UK these days. So why not just move it to August? You've got then a whole month for people to sort of look at finances and look at long journeys and look at getting permission from the family and all that sort of stuff. Why Why does it need to be in such direct competition? Well, hell, stick it on the old Battle of Britain day, you know, in, in September. Yeah. I suppose you're competing potentially with with stuff well, in Duxford's Europe. September show as well. Um, and, yeah. well, and with Duxford. But, but you do, I suppose, have to look at what's going on in, in, in the rest of the, the continent for... Um, you know, get, getting stuff from Europe over, but still, it it does feel like we need a major show of sorts in August these days. Um, mm. But if that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. August was traditionally, as Nigel always keeps saying, is is August is traditionally the seaside show months, um, uh, and and you know July and and sort of June were your, your heavy metal show months, you know, or, or well, and flying legends. Um, but yeah, there's there's no there's absolutely no need given the loss of Waddington and Yeovilton. There's absolutely no need for there to be um, a clash of of calendars in yeah. this day and age. It's, it's weird that it happened, but it, it happened. So um, whatever. But the fact that they have done a, a safe and successful Legends, I think, bodes pretty well for the future. And the fact that it's on par with you know 2019's show um, that wasn't a blinder um by all accounts but sure um you know for a first air show a brand new venue there's there's a lot of um stumbling blocks there and um sounds like they they've done a pretty good job of it so you know fair play in my in in my book i mean it's it's I, i'm have every year have have it's been on my radar yeah we always we, we'd always do yeovilton instead yeah, we'd always do yeovilton, <laughs> for, it was closer for both of us so and 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 it and when even when it wasn't even once i'd come back to london yeovilton just had so much interesting stuff going to it every year by 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 the end <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah it was it was just always the, the the choice but it was it was never for not wanting to go to legends and now mm. with no warrington and no yeovilton um assuming it's not on the same weekend then i would be hoping to go to so flying legends next year, I I, I would think. Um, I'm I'm take it from your your review that you'll be hoping to go back, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to announce the dates and yeah. then hopefully yeah, book accommodation tickets and so on. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what they can do going forward because it's been a success, which is like the the single thing that they need to worry about mm. in the first year. And once they know that they've got that show doable and working, that's when they can start to you know hopefully try and build on it and yeah maybe they're i don't know where, what what scope you would have i guess if you if they can just park stuff away from the crowd they can park stuff away from the crowds and if it okay you, you don't have that sort of traditional getting up close flight line walk stuff but if you can put more stuff in the air then it's then it's good regardless um and i would hope that they would want to try and attract some of the larger aircraft still and some of the rarer stuff that's around as well and and you, you know i i hope they don't sort of shorten their ambitions because it's a smaller mm. venue obviously f physical limitations 
can't be avoided. But um, if they can try and look bigger in the future, then that's fantastic. And and absolutely everyone wants legends to, you know, succeed, succeed yeah. and prosper Definitely. and yeah. Go through. I mean, there's there's the, yeah there's there's where there's a problem. If there's a will, then there's there can be a solution yeah. to it. I mean, I, I, yeah, okay. If if big stuff can't can't sort of be parked there and one of the things is takeoffs and landings but then the takeoffs and landings are so far away that they're a bit ugh, anyway then mm. is there anything that really would be a, a huge negative to just sally be flying direct from duxford into yeah. its display and then flying back same yeah. with the catalina um so um you know there, there are solutions and thoughts there but it, it does sound pretty good and it's something you know if it's not clashing with ria i'm i'm certainly thinking about as well um and it's something i'm keen to support you know mm-hmm. it's, it's very rare that we get new air shows at new venues um in the uk so you know if uh, if they're solid enough and it sounds like this one is then then they should be supported where where people can i think For sure no i think yeah i mean i was happy to be back i think that was the main thing for me yeah um obviously mm. ducks had had their own ideas all the iwm management that is with the summer air show yeah um obviously that's kind of didn't really have a didn't really know what direction our show was going in um it was a little bit better this year, the summer air show, than I think the okay. years before, but again, not on the same level as Flying Legends. Of course. Um, but I think, yeah, it was, it was good to be back at Legends for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. Excellent. Excellent. Was it was it a good atmosphere? Was it Did it feel like a, a, a Legends crowd? Was it, was it the, I mean, having, we know people who would be absolute Flying Legends regulars who went to Riyadh instead because that's what <laughs> they booked their tickets for. But would you have said it was the sort of the regulars or the usuals and, and all of that? Um, yeah, a, a few people I think that I recognise. Yeah, a couple mm. of friends I spoke to. Yeah, um, a couple of I think like the Norwegian spotters as well coming over. Oh right, okay. Like, mm. to see at Duxford and so on. So yeah, that's a really good sign. It's yeah, like finding sure. worms in your garden, isn't it? You know, you know, you know it's healthy. And on that I don't note, know what that, um... I don't know what that analogy was. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's a good sign to see. Like, I've, international I've never heard. I've never heard that. But I'll. I'll yeah, as someone who see... doesn't have a garden, I'll take your word find, for it. Find worms in your garden. That's supposed to mean you've got healthy soil. I don't know. Anyway, okay. um... <laughs> Ian, can you edit all of that out, please? No, no, leave that in. I want the the listeners to feel as awkward as I just did. Okay. Cool. Great. Uh... <laughs> Love it. Um, I guess on that note, um probably can, can say goodbye jacob thank you very much for coming on and talking to us about mm. legends that was um, lovely to be on thank you hopefully, come again yeah come again um particularly with your sort of your focus on warbirds um and warbird reviews that you do for ucar it'd be, be great to have you on in the future to talk about that as, as something that the rest of us kind of don't do as much um as i mean there's there's there's, there's, a, there's a, certainly the sort of the warbird and the military more modern military camps in the ucar staff aren't there so <laughs> yeah um yeah, absolutely. We'll have you on again. Um, but otherwise, uh, that's been another episode of the UK Airshow Review podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We are on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, at UK Airshow Review on all three. We have a website uh, where you can read Jacob's review of Flying Legends and possibly by the time this episode goes out, Tom's review of Riyadh, uh, which is airshows.co.uk. And on that website, we also have some forums, which is the V hotbed of European airshow discussion, um, and and general aviation chat, photo threads, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, everything the the budding aviation enthusiast could possibly want, which is forums.airshows.co.uk. 
share the episode, share the podcast, um, let us know what you think, get in touch, and we'll see you for another episode. Goodbye. <laughs>